Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hopefully you have made your way through the leftovers in the fridge. And now that we're done with Thanksgiving, seems like everyone has their eyes set on Christmas. Uh, the turkey hadn't even cooled down yet, and we were putting our tree up. And as we move into the Christmas season, as we're now in the Advent season, uh, throughout this season we're going to be talking about uh, light, talking about Jesus, the light of the world that's come into the world to shine darkness into, uh, or shine light into our darkness. Uh, today the image that we're, we're going to think about a little bit is a light bulb, but not just any light bulb. I've got one of these uh, energy efficient bulbs here, right? You probably have some of these in your house. You know how they work. They're, they're energy efficient. They use less energy. They save you money. And these replaced the standard bulb, right? The standard bulb that you had for many, many years that you probably grew up having in your home. As long as people have had electricity in your home, that was kind of the, the standard bulb that people had. Before that, before there was electricity readily available in people's houses, they would have to use oil lamps, a wax candle, maybe a, a central fire in the fireplace. A lot of times people would just uh, go to bed when the sun went down and wake up when the sun came up. They'd use God's natural light that he's given his creation. A lot has changed from that time to the day of energy-efficient bulbs, right? From the time of a fire in the fireplace to, to today. But one thing hasn't happened. Many things have happened, but one thing has not happened. We are still waiting, still anticipating Christ's return. He's promised to his creation, I am re returning, I am coming back, and we are still waiting on that promise. So that's what we're going to be talking about today as we move into the Advent season. Like I said, Christmas is coming, and you know when Christmas is, right? It's December 25th. You ought to know that by now, right? Christmas is coming December 25th. You can count down the days because it's fixed on the calendar. Every single year, it's always December 25th. But just imagine for a moment. Imagine with me that the tradition was different. Imagine that instead of always being December 25th, that Christmas came on a random, unexpected day in December. Just imagine that. Imagine it was a surprise in December. So the tradition is that you would go to bed, you'd wake up the next morning, you'd turn on the TV, open up the newspaper, scroll through social media, and you'd hear, surprise, today's the day. Merry Christmas. How do you feel about that? Maybe a little fearful, maybe a little anxious, maybe a little unprepared. Because if it could be December 1, if it could be tomorrow, you better get ready. You better have those pre presents purchased and wrapped and put underneath the tree. You better have the house clean. You better have all your favorite Christmas meals made and ready to go so that when your family knocks on the door, you can welcome them in. You better have the living room clean, the tree all set, the fire in the fireplace, the Christmas music on cue. You better be ready, right? Well, hold on to that image. Uh, we're going to come back to that a couple times through our sermon to help us think through what could be kind of a challenging text. 
Like I said, we're moving into Advent, and that word Advent comes from a Latin basis, and it means arrival or coming. Uh, It shares the same origin of the word adventure. When you go on an adventure, you are arriving somewhere. And during the Advent season, we think of Christ's first arrival in Bethlehem, and we think about Christ's second arrival, his second Advent, on the last day. Our gospel reading, Matthew 24, uh, focused on the latter, uh, Christ's second coming. We heard these words just a moment ago. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. Concerning the last day, concerning the end of all days, no one knows. So if anyone tells you that they know when the end is coming, they are wrong. I don't know. You don't know. Google doesn't know. Google knows everything, right? The angels in heaven don't know. Even Jesus, according to his human nature, doesn't know. Only God the Father knows when that day will be. We know it's coming, that much is certain, but when it will be, what day? That's uncertain. That's a surprise. And Jesus unpacks this a little bit more for us. He explains it by giving us an an image, an illustration. He says, for as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. That two men will be take, or two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. So what Jesus is saying is in the days of Noah, in the days before the flood, there wasn't like a big countdown clock in the sky saying five days till the flood, four days till the flood, three days till the flood, put on your life jacket, Uh, nothing like that. And he's saying the second coming, the last day will be a lot like that. There's no countdown clock, nothing saying five days till Jesus returns, four days, nothing like that. It's marked by surprise, by uncertainty. Uh, We don't know when that end is. And because of that, Because we know it's coming, but we don't know when. Jesus invites us to be ready, to to live and to breathe and to do everything as if it it could be this hour. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be 2016. It could be 2017. Uh, Jesus says this, Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. How do you feel about that? Jesus says, be ready. It might be this hour. It might be this day. It might be this week. It might be this month. How does that make you feel? What do you think about that? A little unease? Maybe a little anxious? I think if we're being honest, a little bit of fear a little unprepared? Am I ready to stand before my Lord and Savior? Am I ready to stand before the creator of the heavens and the earth? Am I ready to stand before the judge of the living and the dead? Am I ready for that? Am I prepared right this very moment? Well, if we go back to that that, that image I was telling you about, about Christmas Day, 
If we shift gears a little bit and we go back to that image, remember I was telling you, what if Christmas came in a day you didn't expect it? If Christmas came, maybe the 1st, maybe the 15th, maybe the 31st, you didn't know when it was going to be. Imagine that, but imagine it just a little differently. Uh, Imagine you didn't know when Christmas was coming, but someone came up to you and said, I've made all the preparations. So I've gone through the Christmas list, I've got all the presents, I've wrapped them, I put them under the tree. I've prepared all of your family's favorite meals. They're waiting, ready to go. The table is set. So the second they knock on the door, you can invite them in. The house is clean. The tree's been put up. The fire's ready to go. Christmas music's cued. Driveway shoveled. You are all set. What do you think about that? That changes everything, right? Now there's not fear and dread. There's no pit in your stomach of, I'm not prepared. Now it's just joy and anticipation, excitement, waiting for them to say, Merry Christmas, today's the day. And suddenly, your focus would shift, right? You're not focused on yourself anymore. If you were prepared, if you were ready, you wouldn't have to focus on attending to your own issues, cleaning your house, getting your gifts, your focus could now be outward. You could focus on other people. You could focus on telling them, hey, Christmas is coming. Let's get ready. Do you need me to help? What can I do? Can I help shovel your driveway? Can I make some cookies to lighten the load for you? How can I help? How can I serve? I'm ready. How can we do this? You see, that's the gift that we have in Jesus That's what it's like for us. Through faith in Christ Jesus, he has proclaimed to you and to me. He has said, you're ready. You're prepared. It's all been done for you. I can knock on the door today and you're ready. You're good to go. You're all set. Because you see, we understand Jesus' words when he says, be ready. I'm coming on a day you don't expect. When he says that, we understand it in light of his whole ministry, in light of everything he taught, in light of everything he did, in light of his life and his death and his resurrection. Now hear these words from John 19. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he says this from the cross, he said, it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It is finished. Say that with me. It is finished. Jesus has said that to you and to me. He has finished all that is necessary to forgive our sins. He has finished all that is needed to take our brokenness and to put it back in order. He's finished everything. He's made it all ready. He's put you back in order. He's put your shame and your guilt and your past regrets, he's put them away. He's nailed them to the cross. They're dead, they're gone. He's taken joy and made it fixed, immovable, steadfast. He's given you eternal life. That means you're ready. You're ready for the last day. You're ready for death. You're ready for today. You're ready for tomorrow. You're ready for anything that happens between now and then. No matter what is going on in your life right now. No matter what's going to happen in your life tomorrow or the next days or the next year, you're ready. Because Jesus has made you ready. That's the good news of the gospel. And you see, that changes everything. Because now, 
There's no fear or dread about the future. There's no fear or dread about the last day. As the people of Jesus, we don't face death with fear and dread. We don't face tomorrow with fear and dread. We face tomorrow with joy and anticipation because we know we're secure. And it changes something else. We're not inwardly focused anymore. We're not curved in on ourselves thinking about how can I make things perfect for me. But because we're ready in Jesus, because we've been made perfect through his sacrifice, we can now focus on other people. Our attention can be outward. And there's two things I want to share with you today as we conclude. Two things as we move into the Christmas season. Uh, Because we are ready in Jesus, uh, two ways that 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 readiness can manifest itself. First of all, we are ready to serve. Ready to serve. Because we're ready in Jesus, we're ready to serve. Second Timothy chapter 2. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Because you've been made holy in Jesus, because you've been set apart, made ready in him, you are now ready to serve others. You're ready for good works in Christ Jesus. And this Christmas season, we talk about Christmas as a culture, we talk about it as being a season of doing good things for other people. But it's a whole lot of serving ourselves, isn't it? It's a whole lot of, I gotta make sure I get the the list on, or the presents on my list. I gotta make sure that my house is perfect. I gotta make sure that my meals are going off perfectly. But because we are ready in Jesus, because we are new in Jesus, we can be people of service. So this Christmas season, I want you to think about how can you serve others? It might not be in a huge way. It might be some small way. Maybe just serving your family members. Maybe serving your neighbors. Serving your coworkers, your classmates. Serving a stranger. You're ready in Jesus and you're ready to serve. And the other thing, ready to tell. This Christmas season, we are ready to tell. Second, or First Peter chapter three. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, always being prepared to talk about the hope that you have. See, Christmas, again, it's a time of, of confusion, I think, for our culture. What's Christmas really about? Is it about happiness? Is it about having snow on the ground? Is it about family? Is it about gifts? What's it all about? But as the people of Jesus, we are ready to tell, ready to talk about the hope that we have this Christmas season, the hope we have for all eternity. We're ready to tell the good news of Jesus. You are ready for the last day. You are ready for death. You are ready for tomorrow. You are ready to serve You're ready to tell. This is most certainly true. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.